That's kind of crazy. I didn't realize that was going to have smoke on there. Anyway, hi guys. Good afternoon. It's good afternoon. It's good to see everybody. <clears throat> Did get a late start today. I actually have an interesting place, an interesting prophetic uh, insight as to what's going on in the body right now. If you've made it this far, you're doing exceptionally well. Hi guys. Good to see you. Good to see you on YouTube, Facebook. So most people have already started their Friday afternoon. I'm anticipating that. I got a late start. My apologies. Um, <clears throat> the day just kind of got away from me. It's been an interesting day. It's been an interesting week as we work our way through the remaining <clears throat> season of Basilisk. Five more days left. Five more days left. Everybody Is everybody acting crazy around you? I'm seeing it everywhere around me. I'm seeing it uh, in churches. I'm seeing it in society. I am seeing people do the craziest things. And you have to remember, too, about <clears throat> season of Silas, now that we're at the end of it, the early death assignments are through the roof. So you need to be breaking off early death, freak accidents, making sure you're pleading Psalms 91 of yourself, anointing yourself with oil daily. Do it over your pets, your vehicles, everything. Making sure you're covered and uh, able to be safe as you finish out the rest of the season. Because this is going to make sense, too, when I start talking about the season of Bacillus, because... The season of Basilisk is basically utilized to help society or force, not help, force society without our choice to degradate. That's the whole purpose of this witchcraft that's been released through April 30th through August 31st. And so when we make it through that, and it's a fight the whole way through, because to me, it's like we're having to fight for, uh, to, to, just to maintain the heart of God and to try to stay in goodness and stay in the fruit of the Spirit. And so there's strange fire that's allowed in versus the Holy Ghost fire. And <clears throat> it's a fight. It's a fight, especially in C2. So we're going to start off today's rev. The topic is called rattlesnakes, snake bit, or corrupted hearts, and then judgment. And the Lord said, last warning. Last warning. Have you ever run into a rattlesnake? Anybody ever run into a rattlesnake before? I used to date a guy who loved to hunt him. And he, uh, well, his best friend would date. We'd all go on double dates together, basically. But they would take us on these dates to go hunt rattlesnakes. I hate snakes. Absolutely hate snakes. Um, and I always wondered why I went. Because I don't like snakes at all. I have zero interest in them. Um, and so that was my first encounter with the rattlesnake. But then in our summers, you know, I was raised in the country. And so for fun, we would take our tubes and we would tube down the creek. Especially after floodwaters and stuff. Because that was when the waters were high and they had a lot of rapids and stuff like that. And so they were always raging. And it was just fun to tube the summers. And uh, we had innocent fun, really simple fun. Well, we'd go. <clears throat> we'd have to make our way across this one farmer's field. And the further we got to the creek the more we got more into the brush and things. And so in those days, this was like 35 years ago, in those days, the farmers would use railroad ties with barbed wire to separate the the boundaries and stuff. And we weren't really supposed to be there, but we were kids and we were just trying to get to the creek. So this one particular day, we took our tubes and we were making our way. And if you made it, which there was no reason why we wouldn't, trouble we and the farmer was always gracious about letting us use his land to cross over. Good afternoon. Um, but anyway, there was a there's a low lying place where these railroad ties were. So we'd have to pull the railroad ties up and then crawl underneath, make our way down to the 
this particular day, my brother was with me, one of his friends, and we crawled under the fence. And I came face to face with a rattlesnake. Face to face, like <clears throat> it had drowned the water, thank God. <clears throat> um, and I was totally freaked out. I bolted back and my brother was standing there and they started like throwing rocks at it to see if it was still alive because it was huge. It was absolutely huge. And I, I've never forgotten that experience before, coming face to face, rattlesnake. And, you know, luckily we fared well. Um, and we got out of that. We, we had a good ending with that, but, and Brenda, can you pray? They're trying to come at the anointing. Please pray. Break that stuff off. Cynthia, you too, please. So, um, well, I tell you, so let me fast forward with where we're at today. <clears throat> a lot of people have been snake bit. We're, we're running into a lot of leaders, a lot of sheep who have been snake bit. They've been in war for so long. <clears throat> And just breaking off their words and things like that. That's what they've done. Um, but we've been in war for so long that a lot of people's hearts have been really infected by the venom. Instead of getting better with Christ, they're getting bitter. And they're getting more like the devil instead of being transformed. Because a lot of people aren't listening to the Lord when they're going through these C2 seasons. And, and they think a lot of people... Um, they think, I've been here a long time. I've been doing this longer than you. You're younger. Hello, Saul. David was younger than you, but God chose him. Age makes no difference. It's the heart. God's looking at the heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Even David's own brothers didn't accept him. So this is nothing new to the Lord. <clears throat> but we're seeing people, leaders, I'm seeing it in leaders. I'm seeing it in the sheep. Where people aren't going to the Lord with their hurts, with their uh, heart conditions. And now we're seeing an entire body, almost 80%, 85%, who are stuck in some form of C2 because they don't know how to climb. They don't know how to climb. And so they're not moving into this new place with the Lord. He's been trying to say, hey, here I am. I'm over here. This is the way I walk in. This is what he's been saying. <clears throat> so fast forward. I believe that this is also tied into the fact that we're living in the most important time in history with where we're at as a nation right now and trying to keep our nation, trying to move our nation back to God, but also back to the heart of God. And God said he's getting us back to the basics of love. That's what he's doing. Well, if you know anything about God, God's old-fashioned. He's ancient. So he's got ancient ways. His ways are not our ways. And I believe the devil's furious at the movement of the body. <clears throat> The, the few that are in the remnant that are obeying, um, who aren't getting stuck in their ways, pardon me. Um, and I believe these people are frontrunners. I believe that some of them <clears throat> are trying to be used by God to make a way where there is no way through Christ in their life as he tries to move us into position. But the farther we climb, the more breakthrough hopefully starts to occur. And remember, when breakthrough happens, heart conditions become pressured. It creates a pressure, okay? Because breakthrough creates more of God's spirit and allows more of his spirit to enter into our atmospheres. And God's a weighty spirit, weighty spirit. So hopefully you want the front runners to keep breaking through because if God breaks us through, it breaks everybody through. It's, it's based on the law. God's no respecter of persons. What he does for one, he does for all. You're hitting validation, credibility, Brenda. Um, <clears throat> thank you. 
People amaze me. Um, but the snake bit, the snake bite, this is the latest thing I've been seeing about it. Again, it's from years of warring and the refusal to get cleaned up. Where many in the body have been poisoned by Satan's venom. So their heart conditions are compared to those who participated in the stoning of Stephen. Where the gnashing of teeth occurred. Where God had good men, good women, that were trying to bring forth the new move of Jesus in that day. And we don't always recognize the move. They didn't recognize Jesus. They didn't recognize Jesus. But they saw the power. They experienced the power. And they knew he was real. They absolutely knew he was real 100%. But yet they denied him because he didn't look like what they thought he should look like. They didn't match, or he didn't match their religion and their religious mindsets. And he didn't want to. He came to bring love into the room. He didn't come to bring the same old apparatus of sin and death they'd been stuck in all these years. He, he came to deliver them. He was the deliverer. And so we're living in a season now. We have a lot of people demanding to stay stuck because they think that they know more than God. They are trying to play God. Not only over their own lives, but over everybody else's around them. And that's really based in pride and arrogance, thinking that they know more than him. They don't have to listen to him. This is how bad it's getting. A lot of these leaders are thinking they know more than him. Hey, Connie. They know more than him where they can actually dismiss him. And then they want to say, oh, I'm listening to you. When reality is, is they're doing what's right in their own eyes. They're not following him. Let me tell you what happened to Stephen. If you've ever read the parable, of, or not the parable, but the section about Stephen. <clears throat> it says, when the members of the Sahedrin heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He said, look, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And at this, they covered their ears and yelled at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him. They refused to hear anything about exceptions anything about the new move anything about what god was showing him they refused because they knew more and they dragged him out of their city and began to stone him meanwhile 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 the witnesses laid their their coats at the feet of the young man named saul while they were stoning him stephen prayed now these if you know anything about saul his name was changed okay <laughs> Ooh, yep this is the religious right and while they were stoning him Stephen said Lord please receive my spirit and then he fell on his knees and cried out please don't hold this sin against them and when he had said this he fell asleep I believe <clears throat> each year God allows us to cycle through the heart of God we have a choice, and we do have a choice every year. You have a choice to participate. You have a choice to ignore it. You have a choice to act like you know everything, and you can stay and do the same things you've done in the years past and hope it's going to get you somewhere. Or you can actually choose to participate and change. You can actually choose to listen and maybe consider a few things about the new information that's coming to you and try to activate it and actually apply it. Hey, blessings. But because we're in a season now, too, that we're trying to take our nation back, Witchcraft is at an all-time high, so this particular season is really, in my opinion, it's very uh, significant, and so it's them or us. It's, it's, that's where we're at, and we're seeing, matter of fact, 
what I'm seeing happen to uh, 45 is what's happening to the remnant from the religious right. That's exactly. They're trying to shut them down. Uh, anything that has anything to do with information they don't agree with or they don't understand, they try to shut it down. If they can't take you over or control you, they want to shut you down. They think it's their right. They're entitled. They feel like they know more. They've been around longer. They've been in the establishment longer. They feel like it's, but they even know more than God. They're actually trying to. Be. And so God brings in a person and he's like, I want to set you free. I want to drain the swamp, not just on the seven mountains in the church. He's draining the swamp. So this is what we're seeing. And as we move through the cycle of Basilisk, witchcraft has been released into the atmosphere. Now, remember, if you're walking through C2, I talked to you about C1, C2, C3, C4. These are the four chambers of God's heart. You've got four chambers to your heart. God has the same. <clears throat> C2 is the most difficult chamber. It's the largest chamber in any heart. It's the chamber of fire. It's where the, the blood gets purified. It's supposed to get purified. If you've got a heart problem, it doesn't happen. It causes you issues. And what we're seeing now is we're entering into the season of Basilisk. And instead of getting free and dealing with their heart conditions, they're falling prey to this or to this witchcraft spell that is released in the cosmos through cosmos magic. Sorry. <clears throat> Pardon me. And it's in, done at a macro level where it blankets over society to where the entire society is being forced to degradate because of what they don't know is going on. So God's trying to tell you this is what's going on. This is what's going on in C2. And it's it's April 30th through August 31st, actually. That's the season of Basilisk. And it brings in purposely early death assignment. Why do you think it brings in early death assignments? Because the enemy wants to take you out. You're a high-powered leader, and you're, especially if you're part of the remnant, and you're actually trying to stand up in your most holy faith and in love, come up higher into love levels. <clears throat> the devil does not want you on the scene. He wants you gone. He wants you gone. And so it's up to us. To look at our heart conditions during this season. And I believe God works all things for the good of those who are in Christ. So I believe God's using, even though he knows the devil's doing this, God's allowing the witchcraft to come in. Remember in C2, God allows the witchcraft to come in, a strange fire to come in with Holy Ghost fire to give us the ability to choose. Choose this day whom you're going to serve. You can't serve two masters. But he's allowing this spell to come in and be laid on society yearly to teach us how to battle witchcraft. To teach us how to deal with our heart conditions. To make us look inside of ourselves to see we're not so hot. We're not so great. We're not in great condition. The body has fallen way away from love. And so if we don't participate, we're not going to come back into it. If we don't get free, we're not going to come back into it. you understand what the season of Basilisk is for? Because God says, especially during C2, it's allowed for God to separate the pure in heart, those who have been obedient and getting free from the goats or those refusing to comply <clears throat> during the month of April 30th through August 31st, especially before the eye of the needle occurs. If the enemy can get you stuck, remember I told you there's three things you have to accomplish every year. More than that, you need to get free. But when you come into C2 through because it overlaps <clears throat> you have to make it through the eye of God the eye of God is where he inspects you 
They call it the eye of the needle. But I call it the eye of God. That's what he told me. So you have to make it through the eye of God. How do you get to the eye of God? How do you pass an inspection? You obey. You obey. You let him look at you. Lord, is there any hurtful way in me? Is there anything in me that doesn't align with love? That doesn't align with truth? Is there any mind mindset that I have? Is there any apparatus that I'm operating in that doesn't align with truth? So you let him inspect you. But this is also where we see a lot of the body get hung up because they refuse to grow up and get freed up so they can move up into higher fighting power. So strange fire then is allowed by God with, to operate with Holy Ghost fire to test the body for refinement purposes. And you have the choice to participate. And even though you're under pressure, everybody hates the pressure. I hate the pressure. Hey, James. I hate the pressure. And it comes from all, it seems to come from all sides during this fire quadrant of God's heart, which is contingent upon a vessel's obedience to get free. If they don't get free, they don't advance. If you don't advance, you don't come up higher into higher levels of holiness, or you actually get stuck in the degradation point of the spell. That's where people get hung up. And that's where their heart conditions start digressing. They go back to Egypt. Hmm. See, I don't know why that's doing that. I've got to fix my. Sorry about that. So, if you know anything about spells, the spell of Basilisk, witchcraft, their main objective is to hit, hit humanity from the highest vantage point. Okay, so what's the highest vantage? The highest vantage point is actually in the cosmos. Okay. What they're actually trying to do is to get you locked in to your flesh, to your zodiac sign. Remember, the devil has a clock. God's got a clock. The clock of God is called the Maseroth. Get into that here in a second. But the spell of Basilisk is released through the cosmos through planetary magic. And they attack the clock. They attack, they attack your time. They attack your ability to maneuver through time. They want you getting stuck because of your flesh. And remember, if you're truly redeemed and tracking with Christ, that's the Maseroth. God laid a super on your natural. You're operating through 12 gates, the 12 tribes of Israel, which represent the heart of God, the parts of his personality, of aspects of God's personality. Well, we're supposed to be moving with the seasons of God, knowing the signs and the times. But this Basilis spell is sent and if you know anything about a basilisk, have you ever seen, looked it up on the internet? It's this weird looking demonic bird. And it's got like peacock feathers. And it wears all this jewelry and it wears a belt. Have you ever looked that up and done some research on that? But the belt is known as a belt of deception. The jewelry is known as various idols that are on that demon. So it brings in to pray, P-R-E-Y, on all these weaknesses, like the the peacock, if you know anything, when it, peacock spreads its feathers, it's already in the flesh, because that heart condition has a need to be the center of attention. But spreading its 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 focus is on the I me my mind of me. Look at me. Well, if you know anything about love, love is always others oriented. Here to serve, not be. So we run into people who have this attitude. We see it a lot in society. We see it a lot in church where people, instead of coming in to serve, they're coming to be served. What can, let me bring you and tell you what I can do. That's like, mm. 
wrong heart condition, wrong focus, wrong focus. And so if you know anything about then that spell with the peacock feathers, the spell is laid out over society. And we're supposed to be wearing the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the belt of truth, and the shoes of the gospel. When we can walk through our seat with these attributes, acquiring more of God's spirit, Lord. But if we're getting hung up and not knowing that this is even going on around us with this spell, it's a, its main objective is to take us into deeper levels of degradation. So with that, now I'm, I'm trying to hope you understand. You're walking through now. There's a lot of firepower happening here. You've got Holy Ghost fire, strength fire happening. That tells me the enemy's sending in traumas. He's sending in attacks. He's sending in uh, a lot of things that cause pressure, financial issues, things like that. And, and God's saying, what are you going to choose? You're going to choose life or death. If you remember anything about Moses and Moses went before Pharaoh and he laid his staff down, the enemy laid his staff down. Okay, but who's won? Whose fire are you submitting? Are you submitting to strange fire? Just falling and falling for anything? Is your heart condition causing you to fall for anything under the sun? Or... Are you humble enough before God to say, you know what? I don't know what I'm dealing with right now. And, and I don't want to be stuck here. I don't want to stay stuck on this level. So God, show me. Show me about me because only God knows the heart, right? That's the purpose for C2. So God can inspect you before you go through the eye, the, the eye of God or the ninth of Av. And so this spell is sent in to force you not to be able to keep time, not to be able to discern not to be able to stand up in truth or mature it's forcing you or trying to force you to degradate go back to eat but this is where we're at and you know my first story about the rattlesnakes i don't hunt snakes anymore. I, I, um but i am definitely seeing this in the body right now i'm definitely seeing this heart condition and, and god told me you're going to start seeing as you come up in the maturity, you're going to start seeing things in people that you never dreamed you would see. The gnashing of teeth. That's what he's been using, that, that, that analogy. The gnashing of teeth. It's in the Bible. The gnashing of teeth where people are stuck in the outer courts. That represents people coming in through the 12 gates. They get saved, but they don't mature. They stay stuck in the outer courts. Remember, you have an outer court, an inner court. You're supposed to be making your way through deliverance and maturity. Hopefully, you're getting delivered, getting free, unless you don't think you need any. You're thinking, well, I'm a leader. I don't need freedom. Most leaders do. You're the ones that need the most. You need to make sure that you're getting free constantly is what happens at the head trickles down like the oil on the beard and it affects everybody underneath you. It can infect everybody underneath you. And if you're not dealing well with your testings because you're higher, you go and cry. If you're a leader, part of the testings. And you have to maintain spiritual laws on the level that you're operating in Bless you, full of Moses. What concerns me, and I'll be me about coming higher near the heart of God, because God says, "Blessed are the pure in heart." They shall see God. It's all about the heart. Susan, it's not need to talk to you. I'm going to call you later. Um, but I'm seeing bitterness and jealousy like I've never seen in the body of Christ before. I'm seeing competition where I 
never thought I would see competition, not ever in the body of Christ, where leaders and followers try to compare themselves with each other when the hand can't do what the foot is doing. Understand we're all members of the body of Christ. And we have seen people saying, no, 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 I can do what you're doing. I can do it. No, you can't. Not annoying to do it. And people are even arrogant enough to try to force God's hand. Or, and they're not going to force God's hand, by the way. God's already predestined these foundations of the world. God says, I know the plans that I've got for you not to harm you, but to give you hope in the future. And God's not an Indian giver. That's the best what God's been telling me all week. I'm not an Indian giver. So, when we think that we know more than God, we're trying to tell him how to do his job, but and God's not going to be told how to do his job. He said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. He'll kick our butts off his throne in a New York minute. And the problem is, is that a lot of, a lot of leaders now have gotten left behind because of their refusal to comply in past seasons. And now they've got a lot of misled sheep who have just followed them aimlessly. And now they're all getting their following and they're following everybody on YouTube, they're following all these other voices. Hello, too many voices. I was told this by my, my mentor today. She said, too many voices com creates confusion. And it's been my experience, actually, my personal experience, when, when I'm moving through seasons, God only puts me listening to two people, leaders. And it may change as I move forward in seasons when I have to comply. He'll move me up in the spirit the more whole my heart gets. And the word or the, the stream or the anointing coming forth that I'm plugging into is put in place for the season I'm getting ready to walk in. And it's to challenge me and to force me to either comply and adjust my ways or I'll fall off. He'll cause fall off. It's happened to a lot of people. And so now in this season, here we sit. With all these hearts competing, I've told my, I told one of my good friends, useless, useless action. A lot of people are like, oh no, Dr. Missy, it makes people successful. Stay with me. In the body of Christ, it's totally useless. You want to know why? Because the reason people are competing is because they don't feel loved by God. They're competing to show other members, I'm loved by God too. Uh, he loves me too. I'm important to him too. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. But you also need to learn to be content with your position and the job he gave you to do. And let me tell you something else I've learned about the Lord. He's not coming here to build your dynasty. He's coming here to build his kingdom. The New Jerusalem. He's not coming here to build man's dynasty. He's coming to build kingdom after hearts so what i'm seeing is this re real need for people to find their identity in christ so they would finally realize how important all the positions of the body of christ are it's also been my experience that a lot of people don't understand that when god gives you an assignment this but this is what I'm saying is that my assignment focuses on one topic matter, one realm of kingdom. God will take me in deeper realms of that topic matter all my days. All my days. It's not pull me into someone else's lane, 
or someone else's uh, part of their, their ministry or whatever God's got them doing. That's not my focus. My focus is on teaching people to get to the heart of God. I don't operate in time, and there are two levels. The first level is the 12 gates. The second level is the seven gates. My level is the seven gates. So if you don't like that, oh, you got it. <laughs> Seriously. Gave it to me for the foundations of the world. And so the thing that you did before you got here, by the way, God knew you before the foundations of the world, is the thing that you're doing in the earth. You'll go back to it when you go back to heaven. You'll go back and do it when you go back home. That's another topic for another day. But if people would just get and realize how important all positions in the body are, and that we all need each other, instead of all this rattlesnake crap that we're dealing with right now, seriously, if you know anything about the devil, the devil uses the word against you. And he knows that a house divided against itself will fall. So all this mess that we're seeing go on, and by the way, I've seen a lot of people uh, who are afraid to speak up about this stuff, but yet it's like they're frustrated. They're very frustrated and agitated with the, with the church. A lot of people are leaving church over this because no one's addressing these heart conditions. And it's getting more degraded and more degraded, and it's usually because the leaders won't get cleaned up. My advice, and I'm shooting straight up, I haven't arrived. I go through deliverance with our teams. I roll my sleeves up and I go through deliverance right alongside of them. But you know why? Because we're all a family. We're all in this as a team. It's not an I, me, my, mind mentality. It's a focus of trying to teach people to work together as a team and teaching them to get honest with themselves or ourselves more importantly, getting honest with God because a truly noble heart is the heart that's honest, above reproach. There's nothing to hide from. Nothing to hide from unless you're hiding from God or thinking he's... That heart knows it has everything to gain when it decides to do things God's way instead of following its fleshly insecurities. That's a fleshly behavior. That's a zodiac mentality. Stuck in the flesh. You're not moving out of your flesh. Limited. It's earthbound. Instead of moving into resurrection power. Like Jesus explained. Maturity and deliverance. I don't think the disciples understood. I don't really think they were. I think that they were attacked. Matter of fact, they, we, know, we know that they were. But um, because they all carried the new move. And people didn't like the choice known hurrah. He was carrying a new move. He was carrying the move about love and love everybody. Learn about me. Learn about me. Learn about my way. Which takes us into Job 20. Talks about the wicked man leaving God behind to a lot of the body right now. And, you know, they could attack us all they want. Knock yourself out because eventually we're like this is a year of judgment, and God's here now. No worries, um, but God's here now, and a lot of people have left God behind because they refuse to do the last thing God told them to do. They're going around their mountain, 
over and over and over again. That's why people are so angry. They're angry. They don't know why they're frustrated. Because they've not listened to God. They've, got, they've fallen away from love. And then their behaviors have activated all these cursings on them because they're, that's what the flesh is. That's the purpose of the flesh, to keep you stuck under the curse. Think the enemy wants you free and resurrection power? Well, let's go into Job. But he was, we've talked about the first friends of Job. We're going into the third friend of Job. They were all real winners. <laughs> I'm sorry not to be negative Nelly here, but really, if you know anything about his friends, his friends were so religious. They, their perception was so messed up. And Zophar, his third friend was Zophar, his speech kind of echoed the same message as Bildad. If you heard the message on Tuesday, <clears throat> in his false interpretation of wickedness. Remember, perception's reality. And he lost the ability. Basically, he's, he didn't have the ability to see into the spirit because of self-negligence. He was looking through the eye of religion, basically which doesn't have the focus or the perception on what God says truth is versus what that person sees truth to be. Your version of truth may be completely skewed from what God says it is. It may be skewed. And only God can give you true discernment. And that means you have to pull out of the flesh in order to attain it. And so if you don't do that, then you're stuck in your sixth it's it's a gut instinct but it's not discernment it's not true discernment which means you've disconnected from god and his ability to give you his discernment his fivefold giftings his ability to see by the spirit and there's a way that seems right to a man but the end is death but your perception's off and when you refuse to come out of the law of sin and death your reality's really skewed so when we interact with people your relationships are skewed, which is usually disingenuous and lethal. Surface relating gets innocent people killed. Did you know that? I.e. Jesus gets innocent people killed. So what happens then, also what happens when self-confident, successful people leave God out of their lives. Now I can tell you all the religious people who might be listening to this, you're going to say, oh, that's not me. No, you need to listen the worst. You need to listen the worst. And you have to understand that success if temper, is always temporary. No matter how successful the wicked person becomes. Because eventually the wicked person perishes because of their lack of obedience. And in Zophar's perception of Job, let's go back to that. He completely missed it with Job. He missed the truth about what Job was going through. And he was thinking that because things didn't line up with him about the way he thought things should be around Job, like, you know, you lost your family, you lost this, you know, this and things like maybe in your day, it's this or this, this ministry isn't that big or blah, blah, blah. So I've got the right to do whatever I want to do to you. No, you don't. Not God. And this, his friends thought that they were God. They thought that they had the right to judge him. But he completely missed the truth about what Job was going through. Fast forward to you. If a vessel continues down its path without God, or because of having missed God in past seasons, it moves deeper and deeper into degradation. 
And we have to go back to the cross and ask God where we missed it. If you want to get back in alignment, you have to. And if you want to continue moving up with him. Have you, have you in past seasons? And are you willing to admit that if he points it out to you? Because God's not overlooking the directives that he's given us. He's not. If you have missed testings, if you have, if you have failed tests in past seasons, he's going to bring it back up to you again and saying, hey, let's try this again. Let's try this again. I want to rid you of this heart condition, of this mindset. Some of you stuck in Jezebel, in Ahab, Athaliah. These, these, these demons hate me. Good, glad, bye. Unless you want to get free, we'll be glad to help you take you through deliverance. But they're so arrogant and so venomous and such rattlesnakes. I think they don't have any problems. And they're the ones causing the main problems in the body of Christ. They've been, it's, do you understand that Jezebel is the front runner for the Antichrist spirit? If you're operating in that demon, and, and I can point out leaders that are. They have it all ingrained in their church. The Bible says not to tolerate this spirit because of its ability to pollute the prophetic movement, to pollute the body, to take it off course, to knock its perception off, to hinder its prophetic giftings from truly being able to be discerning. And if you're a leader and you're going after numbers, God's not after numbers. He's after quality, not quantity. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. But you've allowed this demon into your church and you're not correcting it, you're not addressing it, then it's polluting your body. It's polluting the prophetic gifts. It's even affecting you. It's even affecting you. It's affecting your prophets because it creates a high witchcraft atmosphere that has to be dealt with. And unless you get the vessel free, all the gates are torn down to where that demon flows right on in your atmosphere and pollutes the people. That's why Jesus said not to tolerate it. Yet we have all these leaders thinking they know more than God. Has God given you a testing in the season? Has he challenged you to let him put his finger on your heart condition? Have you had people around you saying, you know what, you need, you need help. You need deliverance. Stinky spirit. Nobody told you. Nobody said you're bitter. You're bitter, Jezebel. You're bitter. Life has made you bitter, not better. Your testings have made you bitter, not better, because you chose to do things your own way instead of Yahweh, His way. And we're in a season right now where God is saying you're either going to humble yourself. And, this, and let me just tell you this too. The title of this thing, did you not hear the title? Last warning, judgment, last warning. God is telling us, if you don't do it, I'm here. Ready or not, here I come. But I'm here with judgment. And justice is right behind it. And he's here to clean house in the body. He starts with the body of Christ. It's not just going to happen on all the other seven mountains. It's hitting the church mountain first. And if you haven't seen, Holy Spirit, can I go there? Thank you, I will. Um, if you haven't started listening to the apostles and the prophets, the true ones, the ones who haven't been polluted, 
They're correcting their bodies. They're correcting it using the staff of God correctly. They're saying, eh, that's not God. Eh, that's not God. Eh, you need to get your butt over here and get cleaned up in God. I'm just being blunt with you because I have nothing to lose today. So let's just have an honest conversation. And then you've got these great apostles. Um, and there I can name one by Florida. I'll leave it like that. Um, it's not here in Texas. It's Florida. But they are calling out leaders. They're calling out leaders, giving phone calls to them behind the scenes. Hey, eh, that's not God. Praise God. I hope they make several phone calls. Several. Clean the staff off, per Charlie Shamp. The staff has a staff. The prophetic movement has a staff infection, per Charlie Shamp. And I have a tendency to agree. And it's not just the staff. The heart has a staff infection, has a bitterness infection, has a rage infection, an envy infection, a competitive infection, a nastiness infection. Where 80% of you are acting like hell and acting like your father the devil. Why would I expect any? Not like I'm arrived. I get challenged every day. I get choices like you do every day. But I'm not going around attacking people, trying to tear people's lives apart. In my refusal to deal with my heart condition, I actually thank God change me. Ask my teams. They're not my teams. Sorry, guys. Hi, Casey. And you know, if you think about life, we're in, we're in difficult times. And, and life can be hard. It can be hard. And painful. But allowing our hearts to get snake bit He's only going to make your heart and your future harder. And no matter how much success you may think you're obtaining or operating in, the further you move away from God, the more he allows those around you to declare war on you. You wonder why you're going through difficulty? God's trying to get your attention. He's even declared war on some of you. Especially if you're in leadership and you know better. I'm seeing leadership. Go and uh, manipulate other leadership, the ones that are operating in Jezebel because it's manipulating and controlling. And it goes and takes these good leaders and, and then their naivety gets them involved in their sin and it sets them all up for judgment. If you're watching, it's for you. Because I know who you are and God's already put his finger on you. Last warning. And you need to repent. Because by the way, if something's of God, if a ministry's of God, a leader's of God, God says, you're not fighting them. You're not fighting the leaders on that ministry. You're not fighting that sheep. You're fighting me. Hallelujah. Hi there. But we're living in a time where many have left God behind and they don't even know they've moved on in their flesh and that God's not with them. For the leaders, the anointing is being lowered because of disobedience. And for the sheep, they're experiencing an empty prayer life with no power. And then both get mad at God as though God created the problem? Are you kidding me? God didn't create this problem. Your disobedience did in past seasons. And God loves you enough to tell you the truth so that you don't stay stuck there. And then, and, and this is what baffles me too. We have some people, we just lost a prophet. 
I'm not going to go any further into that conversation because I highly respected them. I'm not going not even going to go in there and speculate. We're a wonderful person. We're seeing some things transpire now. And I've heard it through John Kilpatrick. We're fixing to see people moved off the scene that were used in past seasons. People that were high level, big platforms, they're fixing to be moved out. And my prayer is God, get him in or move him out. Get him in or move him out. That's my prayer. Get him in or move him out. Because at this point in the ball game, this is beyond dysfunction. This is just flat disobedience and rebellion. God loves you enough to tell you the truth so that you don't get stuck here. By the way, some of you leaders, your testings, God gave you testings in past seasons that you failed miserably. And you kept going forward as though God was going to allow you to pass the test or pass through the gates into higher levels of the Spirit. But because of your refusal to acknowledge the test that you failed, your stuckness, stuckness, God's going to allow you to take it again. I'll give you one more chance. If you say, here I am, Lord. Look at me. You know, if you know anything about Zophar, what Zophar forgot to mention, and what Zophar refused to see in Job, was that Job's obedience to God was what had caused his testings. He wasn't being judged by God. He was obeying God and doing what God had asked him to do. You know anything about the story? Read your Bible. Are y'all reading your Bible? And it's great when we're tested, but bad when we fail. But even worse when we fail to recognize our own disobedience. Job hadn't failed his test. But he was trying to figure out all the craziness of it all because he couldn't figure out what he'd done wrong. He hadn't done anything wrong. He was actually doing everything right. And that statement is for the innocent people in this conversation. For the disobedient, this next statement is for you. Some of your pride is about to cause you to lose the most precious things in your life because you listen to the truth. You're doing what's right in your own eyes and you're calling right wrong and wrong right and the entire time the Holy Spirit has been on the sidelines speaking to you, maybe through loved ones around you saying, no, no, no. Don't do that because of the level that you're operating on. It's very high in the spirit. And if you continue, God's saying, I'm going to have to judge you. Which could cost you everything, King Saul. And for some of you, the Lord says, for those of you trying to get your brothers and sisters involved in your personal sin through prayer, by praying witchcraft prayers with you, are operating in the courts illegally with you? Without telling them the other side of the story that you know God knows about? You've really got God's attention in this season. Because there's no logic in sin. There's no logic in sin, especially conducted through the spirit of religion. For the sake of religion. Because like Job, his friend's arguments didn't hold water. Not in God's eyes. And God punished them for that. Did you know that? 
because their religious mindsets only allowed them to see the outside of things while ignoring the heart because they lacked discernment. <clears throat> they were superficial. They were stuck in the flesh. So the question you have to ask yourself today is, one, are you snake bit? Are you snake bit? That that bit, sorry. Number two, has the venom that you got bit by through past testings <clears throat> caused you to think like God or like the devil? <clears throat> Meaning are your perceptions off? Because a lot of you listening know that I'm telling you the truth. And this is your last warning before judgment hits. The saddest fact about that, about the heart that challenges God, is that the pride within that heart keeps telling it, oh, okay, for those of you who listen, that's not talking about this is the heart that refuses. <clears throat> because I'm, and, and some hearts leave and say, because I'm successful. How could that be right? How could she be talking to me? That's the arrogance devil. Uh, but <clears throat> your arrogance already has you at the end of grace. I'm sorry, without knowing it. <clears throat> this is the season many of you are now walking in. Not y'all. People that refuse to listen. You think God can't see what you're doing. But God is right now in your own backyard. He's been there the whole And that's a so saith the Lord. Which takes me into 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 11. Where it talks about God <clears throat> comforting church when the devil troubles the church. And it was a letter actually written by Paul uh, who, when the church felt weighed down. I've got to wrap this up. And, and we have to understand too, some of our problems aren't just the devil. Some of our problems are self and And like Job, you know, God comforted Job because Job didn't cause his problems. The devil asked to test him, to sift him. God said, yeah, I want to prove me. No matter what I put him through. But those of you who are stuck in Jezebel, Athaliah, and Ahab, God's saying to you in this season, you're a well-known narcissist. And we all know that the pride in your heart is probably already going to have you dismiss your own shortcomings, probably reject this message. So the Lord says, I'm, I'm dealing with you. Because if you know anything about a narcissist, narcissists never have any issues. It's always somebody else's fault. They see themselves as perfect. Hence, they project everybody and everything else onto everybody else, pointing out their own issues instead of looking at the heart condition log on eye. Perception is off. They struggle with no discernment. So they're the ones getting stuck going round and round the mountain of life, taking the same old year after year, getting more and more bitter, more and more vicious. Or more like a snake. It takes me to Psalms 40, 11 through 17. It talks about warring. You know, David, David was a strong warrior. But even he had to listen to perfect warrior. Don't dismiss yourself. Just talking about that. But he often found himself, if you're trying to serve God, you know, we often find ourselves surrounded by death. Job did. And the only person he could turn to or ask questions from or David knew to do that. And God will explain to you what he's going to see. That's the cool thing about him. He will explain to us 
But sometimes in our flesh, we want what we want. And God's like, I've got a plan for everybody. I've got a plan. And if you'll follow me, even if you think you're right, sometimes your perceptions are so screwed up. You can think you're right all day long, but be so very, very wrong. And you could already be disqualified and not even know it. That's how serious the place is at where we're standing in the spirit. <clears throat> Some leaders have already disqualified themselves and don't even know it. <clears throat> and then they get mad at the truth prophets for bringing the message for it. Just a messenger. That's what he's telling me. <clears throat> so sorry. But in this season, the next five days we're going to be, are going to require us to be more focused than we've ever been before. And like David, we need to keep ourselves close to God through praise and high praise so that we can hear and continue to move forward into C4, chamber four, the head of the year, trying to stay aligned with God's heart in time, moving with the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Because in chamber four, if you've ever listened to my good friend, Chris Carter, you need to go check him out, discover the heavens. <clears throat> he speaks about the warring season and once you enter into C4, there's a war that occurs between the serpent and the eagle. Okay? It's really imperative because after all the warring God has had you do up to the... Those of you who... And you've gotten delivered and you've gone through tons of deliverance. This year, hopefully you have. And you're starting to reap the that. Right now, the enemy's going to come in and it's like his last hurrah. And he's going to try to hammer down on you between November, December your holidays but it's going to be a stressful time it's going to be different just like the ct was because we're warring for our nation so there he's going to be really hammering down on those remnant believers those jobs who've been obedient he's going to try to take it away from you and try to get you to go back to egypt and it's up to you to take your thoughts captive it's up to you to stand in the new place that god has placed you into that you fought so hard through christ for Take your stand and stand, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, casting down vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the throne of God. And by the way, you're also going to have a lot of angelic movement. It's already started right now. We're seeing a whole lot of it. I tell our people to keep your, uh, keep your notepads and your paper beside your bed. And you'll get your dreams, lots of prophetic dreams, uh, lots of encounters with God, lots of prophetic insight given. Yeah, definitely you're going to need to do that. <clears throat> up with it all but you're not going to be allowed if you want to go forward and go up in the next dimension of god you're going to need to quit let yourself stop letting yourself look back there's nothing behind you there's nowhere to go back to the only way out is through if you want to hit your promised land which helps us to move into proverbs 22 2 through 4 <clears throat> going to wrap up today i want to thank you for listening today my name is dr missy um a lot of people catch more of the replays than they catch live and i'm the way i like talking and interacting with you guys but i hope you guys have had a, a great week and i hope that things are calming for you again don't forget we're in the season of bacillus we've got five more days left and, and i'm seeing <clears throat> the ramifications of that um i've almost been attacked by it myself um god gracious enough to serve me preserve uh, around me uh, a good friend of ours on the team daughter-in-law got into a head-on yesterday she walked away from it 
Praise God. This is serious. You don't think I'm serious? This demon? There are early death assignments and freak accidents, drought, barrenness being released, and they have upped the ante. <clears throat> They're doing innocent blood sacrifices. You need to be breaking this stuff off, anointing yourself with oil, anointing your vehicles with oil, your pets with oil, your family members, anointing your homes with oil, cleaning this stuff out. Get this stuff off you. That's what God wants you to learn. The higher you go up in this, the more safe you become. The glory covers you. Everything is safe in the glory. Did you know that? Everything is safe in the garden. <clears throat> That's exactly right, Miss Rothstein. While we wrap up with Proverbs 22, 2 through 4, you're just catching this. You need to go back and catch the replay. God is saying judgment's here. And he's fixing to do a smackdown. A lot of the prophets are starting to say the same thing, but now God is cleaning up the prophets. He's cleaning up the prophets because some of the prophets refuse to get cleaned up. But now he's doing a separating the goats from the sheep. This is what Proverbs 22. Rich and the poor meet together. <clears throat> the Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foreseeth the evil, hideth himself. <clears throat> but the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches. Honor. What does that mean? To me? That mean? This is how I read that. God is in this world together. We have, we all have the same opportunities every day. God's no respecter of persons, what's best for one, best for all. We all have the same opportunity to do what's right. We have the same opportunity to walk in truth. We have the same opportunity to get free. Let me stress, get free. We have the same opportunity. Listen and obey. If you choose not to and you choose to go your own way, I don't care if you're a leader or a follower then you get to enjoy the dividends of that. And you have nobody else to blame but yourself. And if you're seeing, and you know what time it is, you see the evil that's amongst you and that's in this season, you hide yourself. You hide yourself in him. You stay close to him, to the Lord. It's Christ. I'm, I'm not, you know, I feel like people think, God, you're, I don't know. I don't, I'm tired of worrying about the Lord. Um, I do know God blesses the obedient. Bless Job by giving him double for his trouble. Now that's the Lord. God's been putting that in mind. Double for his trouble. And, and it's a shame. You know, I, I really have never been so disgusted by heart conditions of what I'm seeing in this hour. I never thought to see what I'm all People doing things, thinking that there are no consequences. I'm like, Joke's going to be on you. You reap what you sow. And, and unfortunately, for some of these people who are so arrogant to think they're going to get away with it, no. Uh -uh. People know not to put their mouth on an anointing. People know not to touch an anointing. People know that if you try to steal Naboth's vineyard or you try to take something that's not yours, you're going to have consequences because God didn't give it to you. The problem is, is that we have so many people doing what's right in their own eyes thinking that God's not taking notice, they've already disqualified themselves. It's the reason why they're sick. Now they're trying to go bend, and they're trying to make up for lost time when they've already been disqualified. I said, I've already disqualified. I've already joined. Thanks, all. I gave you 
opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And I've already raised up another. That's what's happening. And that's, you can't, there are no more conversations after that. It's over and the fat lady saying, I can't control that. You can't control that. He made the decision before that. But it was all based on your prior choices, what you chose to do and not do. <clears throat> so with that, I'm going to leave you with that. I know it's a heavy word for a Friday. I'm going to leave you. Uh, I hope you have a great weekend. I, I'm going to go catch some sushi. See if there's some good sushi tonight. So I hope you enjoy that. If you don't, whatever you like. But anyhow, have yourself a great weekend. Know that I love you. I'll see you too. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye.